Welcome to From One Mom to Another with Cindy Anderson. I subscribe to the belief that women need women. As a mother of seven, she is versed in all aspects of the triumphs, joys, and challenges of parenting. Tap into your own strengths and trust that you are the best mother your children ever had. And give yourself some credit. Take some time to breathe. You are doing better than you think. Now here's Cindy. You are all doing better than you think. Welcome everybody to another episode from one mom to another. I am Cindy Anderson, author of One Mom to Another, Be Kind to Yourself, Embrace the Good, Find Joy in the Everyday. I am really excited about this episode. Stephanie is with me and that always makes me happy. Also, my cute granddaughter, Hannah Taylor is with me. Hannah is our oldest granddaughter, Melanie's only daughter. um, And I guess I should say Melanie is our oldest daughter. And this is something that Hanny and I have in common. We are the only girls around a bunch of brothers. Hanny just finished her freshman year at college, and she is visiting with us before she leaves to serve a mission for our church. So I'm really excited to have her and be back with Stephanie. The topic for tonight is you can teach your children how to succeed if you first teach them how to fail. Failure is sometimes One of those words we don't like to hear our kids say, we don't like our kids to feel bad about themselves. We work really hard to help them feel good about themselves. So that just seems a little counterintuitive, but actually failing can teach some great lessons that will help them throughout their life. Margarita Tarkovsky wrote an article called 10 Tips for Raising Resilient Kids. And she said, a parent's responsibility to their children isn't to be there all the time. It is to teach them to handle uncertainty and to problem solve. One of the ways we can do this is to teach our children to problem solve through their failures. So let's first talk about how failing can help us learn more about ourselves. I like when you said a parent's job is to help a child handle uncertainty. And I I feel like there's no better example of feeling uncertain is when you fail at something. Mm -hmm. You thought you knew about yourself or what you wanted now aren't going to pan out. Um, So it was my eighth grade year of middle school, and I had auditioned for a school play, and it was a really big deal, and I had been told my whole, you know, 13, 14 years of life that I was a good actress, and I just really thought this about myself, and I um, tried out for this play, and I got all the way to the end, only to be told I didn't make it, and I... Oh, just, you know, sh- shocked. And, uh, <laughs> the the director said, but he would like for me to be the student director. And at first, I was a little bit um, prideful, and I thought, no, I want a part. Like I, <laughs> I want to be a right. student director. And one of the other teachers said, well, your choice is either to be a student director and be involved in the play, or not, and have nothing to do with the play. So I kind of swallowed my pride and took on being a student director. I threw my heart into it. I tried really hard. Well, kind of concurrently, um, I uh, tried out for track and I had made the track team sixth grade year, seventh grade year, and then I didn't make it eighth grade year. And my coach kind of said, hey, I want you to be an assistant coach and you can just practice with the team. And at first I was really embarrassed and I just felt like I had failed because I didn't make the team. 
but I really threw my heart into like being an amazing assistant coach. And I threw my heart into practice. I practiced like I would have practiced if I had made the team. And to the point then by the end of the track season, I was running on the team with, with, with everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, in actual meets and competing. But what I actually learned about myself from those failures was that I actually have a lot of natural talent and a lot of natural um, strengths that lend themselves to being in charge, to leading, to Mm -hmm. being a leader that I didn't know that I had. I really, really enjoyed being a student director, assistant coach and helping to kind of run the behind the scene things and being in charge and taking that responsibility. So through that, through that quote unquote failure, I learned things about myself that kind of propelled future choices um, Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of high school, college, becoming a mother. And I actually, those were really awesome learning opportunities for me and some of my greatest and best memories of school. Right, right. And and if you had taken the tact of, well, I didn't get what I wanted, so I'm just not going to go. Right. Then you would never have learned those lessons. And I think it's important to help our children see that that good can come out of and unexpected successes and realizations can come out of yeah um, doing well, doing something in a different way than you thought it was going to be and what failure really just means is another opportunity right every another opportunity, opportunity to try yep teaches you something about yourself yeah yeah right. that, that's right also too i think failure gives us a chance to try something different for sure. I, I kind of just wanted to speak to that a little bit and speak to failure or what I thought at the time was a huge failure for me. Um, it was, I mean, right after I graduated high school and applying for colleges and everything, I, my very first choice was Brigham Young University in Hawaii. And it was my dream to go there. Um, it was pretty hard to get in. I mean, you had to write six plus essays and have a good ACT and do all these things. My second choice was Brigham Young University in Provo and it was similar um, credentials to get in. I had worked really hard to get my ACT up and I, you know, spent countless hours with my grandma. You might know her. She wrote a book. Uh, (laughs) I spent several hours with her just relentlessly just trying to get these essays as perfect as possible. I really wanted to get in. Um, and then the results come out, I'm certain I got in, right? I mean, I wrote so many, I wrote the best essays of my life. They were the best, man. They were so good. I agree. You just yeah. say, we all, so good. We all have this idea that like, if I do this, then this will happen. But life right. just always, Right. Right. Yeah. Like I worked so hard. How could this not happen? Right. And yeah, life doesn't understand our math, right? <laughs> Right. No, if I do this. Yeah, honestly, this will in life just laugh. Life is like, no, I don't think. Yeah, so. honestly. Mm-hmm. And so results come out for BYU Hawaii, my first choice, and I'm so confident. I look at the email and it says denied in the top right corner. And I am. <laughs> That's a harsh word. Denied. Yeah, right. Well, it either says accepted or denied, and I was so mm-hmm. prepared for it to be accepted, and there'd be a link to all my brochures and all this <laughs> stuff, and. No, it just said denied. So I needless to say, it was it was a very sad, very sad night. I was crying and I didn't know what to do. And I mean, days went by and I was so sad. Like, could not think of anything else. You would have thought that someone had died. I was so so upset. And then, and honestly, same thing happened with 
Brigham Young University Provo denied, right? So sad, failed twice, not once. I got denied twice from, from my dream schools. My third, <laughs> my third choice for college was Utah State University in Logan, Utah. And it was third choice for, at the time I was like, what the heck is even in Logan, Utah? Who, I don't, even, I don't know. I've never even been to Northern Utah, you know? Like, um, I'm so, so my third choice, Logan, Utah, fine, accepted. Okay, whatever. I'm so angry that I'm, you know, this is now the school that I'm going to. I'm applying for housing, like, begrudgingly. Like, I'm just, like, so upset about it. I go to Logan. You didn't even really have a place to stay until the very. Oh, but no, exactly because I, no I thought dorms. I to BYU, and so I, you know, everything was full. Female housing was full. It was a mess. I couldn't apply for classes anymore. Like, you know, I my time had passed, right? Mm. So I'm, I'm doing it all all backwards and, and trying to make it work somehow, and it's just not. And so I, to the best of my ability, I get some housing. I get up there somehow. I don't, I, you know, I apply for a few classes, all this stuff. I, whatever, I move in. And for the first few weeks, it was really, really hard. You know, it was really hard not to think of the schools I didn't get into and the, and the things that I did that didn't work out the way the, the hardest I worked in a very long time didn't pan out for me. Mm -hmm. And I was so confused as to how I did all the work and I did all the steps. And I did everything right to the best of my ability and it didn't work. And today everyone will tell you, you know, what's Hannah's, where's Hannah's favorite place? It's Logan, Utah. Because I found my best friends in my stats 1040 class. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, we're moving into a house together when I come back from my mission. Like it, I'm, I can't imagine myself anywhere else with anyone else doing anything else. Um, and I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. It just took a second to get there. It took mm -hmm. a few failures or what I thought at the time were failures. Mm -hmm. Now I just realized that they were actually stepping stones to get me where I needed to be. Yeah, and I think, you know, the resilience that it took to pick yourself back up and say, okay, life has not uh, worked out as I planned it. And so now what am I going to do? And I, and I remember you, you scrambling around trying to find a place to live and scrambling around for those classes. And, you know determined that you're going to make the best of it and and you did and you got all these all these wonderful things that came from it mm -hmm. and i think it also teaches not to be afraid of failure mm -hmm. yeah. well, when something doesn't work out and you know hanny um you know you made a, a comment jokingly that you know you would have thought someone had died but i think what it's hard for our kids hard for anybody but hard to teach our kids is that that loss of something is a grief. You know, when you have a hope or a dream, you are grieving the, the, the loss of that. And I think, Mom, you're right. Like, teaching our kids to rise above that, to, to embrace it, to process it, and then to move forward mm -hmm. builds mm -hmm. that resilience of, of processing the grief, but then realizing I can still do something really good with this, with this situation. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and so much good has come from it. And isn't it interesting, too, as we come back from failure, as we, you know, make the best of a situation or adapt to a new life situation, we often say that 
was the way it should have gone. These are the things I learned about myself. And this situation, for example, um, in Logan, you know, you didn't have the beaches of Hawaii, mm -hmm. um, but you got a lot more. You got a lot more. Yeah. And you learn so much more about yourself and you learn that you can, life can knock you down a little bit and you really can get up. And that will help, you know, every time because it's not the last time that life is gonna, yeah, gonna be different than what you than what you planned. Exactly. I feel um, like I feel like there's a Batman quote, right? You guys know what I'm talking about in the Batman Begins when Bruce Wayne's father picks him up. I guess Bruce Bruce is a little lad fell and tripped. Yeah. And Bruce, Bruce's dad picks him up and he's like, you know, why do we fall so we can teach ourselves how to get back up again? Yeah, I quote that all the time to my kids, and they—I <laughs> feel like I sound so wise when I say it, but I really can't take credit for it. But I think it's so true that we do—we have these moments where we fall, so that we learn to pick ourselves back up again. It's a important skill to help our children learn, and and they don't learn if we if we pick them up, if we make the failure better, right? If we go make things right so that they can have things the way that they wanted to. You know, if I'd gone down and talked to the director and. And, and, I'm sure and you got a part. Yeah, got a part. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have realized that I kind of like being a boss of pants. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy it. And so, and, and, it, and it's a skill, it's just, it's just a, it's a life skill that will serve us and serve our children their, their whole life. I mean, it really is an important, an important thing. Um, the second way that we can help our children learn to succeed by failing is to teach them that winning or losing, we must be graceful at both. I mean, we all like to win. I mean, everybody likes to win. Well, well yeah, I mean, it's like every sibling rite of passage, right, is to like <laughs> outdo the other sibling. Like, right. Especially right. the larger the family, like if you don't fight for what is yours or what you want <laughs> of someone else's, right. you're going to get creamed. Like you're... you're <laughs> right. You're, that's right. There's no passively accepting defeat. I think competition is great. You know, sports, those kinds of things. I think it's okay to have a winner and it's okay if you don't win, but it's, it's how we do both because there are ungraceful winners oh, as sure. much as there are un people that are ungraceful when they lose. My kids were all runners and they were all on the cross country team. Their friend also ran it. His name was Scott, and he always came in last. And not only did he come in last, he came in like super last. And the boys would finish their race, and then they'd go back and find him and run with him. And not once did he complain. It's not that it didn't matter to him, but he, he loved running. He loved to be in the sport. And didn't and he stay in it all four years of high school? All four years. I really admired him because I, I never heard him complain. I never heard him get down on himself or feel badly about it. He understood what it was to be involved and to gain more than a win. He had friends, he had respect, he had camaraderie, and he was doing something that he enjoyed. Hmm. And I always thought this was the measure of the kind of man he was going to be. And he is. He's, He's a wonderful person, great husband, father, has made some great achievements in his life. And um, it really showed his true character. And I've always admired him for that. Always 
thought that was just such a wonderful example to me as an adult who taught me. Well, and it kind of breaks down the definition again, I break down the, the connotation of what it means of, of failure, what it means to fail, what, you know, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't mm-hmm. be afraid to not win or to not achieve the first time. Right. Right. And there's, there's more to what you're doing out there um, than winning. And I know that's easy to say, and I know I don't take away how fun it is to achieve a win, but you know, there's only one first place. Mm-hmm. how you handle that that first place or how you handle something going wrong really is important to do and to learn how to do that with, with grace. I think that it goes to show that Scott never really lost a race. You know, you brought the point where the, the boys would go and run the rest of the, mm-hmm. race, the race with him. Um, I think shows really graceful winning. Um, right. Yeah. I think I think you have that kind of graceful winning when you yourself have failed and overcome failure. You know that that you have a healthy perspective on what failure is. Right. I I think there's something to be said also about I mean winning or not winning, achieving not achieving. Um, I mean I remember a time also in high school. I mean just senior year. Um, I was auditioning for a certain choir and um, there were steps to take to get to that choir. And it was a, some sort of a state, was it a state competition you were trying yeah. to do? There is honestly something to be said to um, just to speak to that point about winning versus not winning or achieving versus not achieving. I, I remember a time during my senior year when I didn't achieve something that was really important to me. Um, all four years I was very dedicated to choir and singing and um, there was one specific state statewide competition that I participated in every year and every year um, I I accomplished my goal I made it further than I did in the previous years I mean there's there's every year there's four rounds to get to the top choir and every year I, I proceeded my goal and my goal senior year was to make it all the way to to make it to the top choir and i didn't and in fact i didn't even make it past the first round and and i had an, an every every previous year i did and that's and, i'm sure like compounded by the fact that you're senior right right not only was i sad i was i was embarrassed i was a little mm-hmm. bit mad because not only did i not even make the first round i was only a couple points away. I saw my score sheets and I was only a couple points away from making it. No. And I think I, you were just like one chair away. Yeah. One person to beat out and I would have made it. And I was so sad. I remember we had a two hour <laughs> bus ride home and I cried the whole way. Yeah. When we got back to the high school where my car was, I got in the car and I raced to my grandma's house and me and my <laughs> grandma and Puga ate cheesecake for the rest of the night. And it turned I into a win. <laughs> Anyways, and I'm so sorry, is there a sad part of the story? I've, yeah, uh, right. No, it's just there. <laughs> and that was, that so, was fun, and I remember, and it was your uh, birthday. I tried not to think about this whole event because I, I, in not making the first round, there was um, a choir for for those individuals that didn't make it. And in my mind, I was like the loser choir. So you want me to go sing in the choir that didn't make anything? That's what mm-hmm. you want me to, do, you know. And not only that, but the choir that didn't make you know, the round that I was now in um, had to sing in front of the people who did make it. 
<laughs> who, who made this this competition? Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, the walk of shame. Who put this together? No, who put this together? And so, and I tried not to think about it. It was just going to be a really embarrassing time. I just didn't, I didn't even want to think about it. I didn't even want to do it really. I just kind of pretended it wasn't happening for a while. Mm-hmm. So three weeks later, this thing's still happening. I, you know, I, I didn't forget about it hard enough because this thing is still going on. Like I still so, have to go. So to two, Hannah, let me clarify too. So you, mm-hmm. you, you, you try out and mm-hmm. then the next, the next month or after a few weeks, there's a concert. Mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. all the various choirs exactly yep <laughs> yep and so you know the the day the day is coming it's on a saturday and it's the friday before and i'm i just don't want to do it so bad and i and i confess that to my choir director at the time and i'm just a, a mess i'm i don't want to do it i'm you know i i'm trying to think of every excuse in the world not to go you know mm-hmm. and my choir teacher told me that she was proud of me, um, that she doesn't think any less of me, and that she knows I can do it. Mm. How did you feel when she said that to you? That's interesting, honestly, because I didn't exactly know why I was telling her that I didn't want to do it. Like, I, I don't know what I wanted her to say. Mm-hmm. Um, she couldn't have changed anything, right? She, yeah, no, because she couldn't change anything. She couldn't do anything. And you didn't her. ask her to change anything. No, no. But I just, I don't know what I needed from her. But when she told me she was proud of me and that she knew I could do it, that's what I needed. Because I think I was most afraid of just letting her down Mm -hmm. and that I had disappointed her in some way. We're going to hear the rest of this story, but I just think that that is a really important point. And hooray for the the choir director. And and us as, as mothers, when our children come with us, come to us, feeling this failure in their souls... Mm-hmm. having made made goals and and not not achieving what they had wanted to do as a mother that's the best thing we can say is i'm proud of you well because you are proud because anytime your kid tries anything mm-hmm. or you try anything you're making yourself vulnerable you're putting yourself out there you're you know right right and, and hannah and hannah had said i don't i don't think i can go and sing in this lower level choir i i don't know i have i have that in me mm-hmm. and you know the choir director said i know you can do this i just thought that was such right. a great example of how okay. to handle when our children are in the woes of despair instead of fixing it to allow them that pain and say okay. i'm proud of you and i know you can do this hard right. thing that was so crucial and important for me that someone that I looked up to so much right. said that to me. Yeah. It could really validate the failure that I felt in that moment because not only did I feel like I had failed, um, but I felt like my hard work, all the rehearsals mm-hmm. that I went to to practice for this tryout, you know, all mm-hmm. of the, the mm-hmm. camps that I went to to learn this music, I felt like it was all for naught. Like I right. just felt like, again, right. like I did all the things, I did all the steps, why did this not work, you know? And once again, life just did not understand my math, you know? (laughs) And it's so, it's such a slap in the face when that happens. And it's so, um, you know, hard to pick yourself back up again. So Mm -hmm. anyways, you know, fast forward, the rest of that story is just that the next day on Saturday, I took out those encouraging words that my choir director had given to me, you know, 
mm-hmm. knowing that she knew I could do this, let me know that I could do this as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I walked into that. We were practicing at a high school and I walked in and, and there sits all the other girls that had made, you know, this, this choir with me. And I remember just walking in and just my heart sank. I just, cause I had made, again, I had made the higher choirs in, mm. in previous years. This is my senior year. And, um, you know, I, I walked in, I remember just being so sad and mm. so angry and a little bit embarrassed and, um, thinking that I don't want to do this. Maybe there's some way that I can get sick in, in the middle of the day and go home. Right. <laughs> like, like how, how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. And then I remember sitting down and we start, we start going through the music and, and, whatever and I'm looking around and I'm like no one else is sad here nobody mm-hmm. else is like angry about this mm-hmm. and it was a real slap in the face because it came to me that how dare I be so angry about this when everyone around me is happy to be here mm-hmm. and proud to be here mm-hmm. you know who am I to kind of take their joy away right um, yeah because yeah. they wanted to be here this was their goal for them Mm-hmm. And who am I to come in here and, and, and defeat them of that, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's having grace and compassion mm-hmm. and seeing the bigger picture mm-hmm. that any choir was an achievement. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the desire to, to set aside your own disappointment to allow other people their celebration mm-hmm. is, is really um, an amazing thing, and a lot of a lot of adults haven't learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 again, you learn about yourself. Yeah, you build resilience. You and, you do. You you learn a lot about yourself and and how you can bounce back. But honestly, more than that, it taught me so much about in your failures and in times where you just feel, you know, like you did all the steps and nothing's working. Mm-hmm. Look out at all yeah. these people that are in a sense, you know, with you. And mm-hmm. not only do you look at yourself and, and self-reflect, but you look at all the other people around you that are kind mm-hmm. of in the same boat. Kind of like mm-hmm. how I didn't want to go to Utah State. Yeah. Then, but some people, Utah State was their first choice and they really wanted to be there. So again, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, all these people that are with you and, and supporting you in that. You know, Mom, yeah. you, um, you and I liked Mary Engelbright when I was growing up and that was kind of my first thing to yes. wear Engelbright calendars. And one that you had displayed um, was the quote, bloom where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this cute picture that went with it. But that, that phrase, that bloom where you're planted, Hannah, it reminds me, your story reminds me so much of that, or, you know, going to having, going to Utah state, you know, part of our, journey in life is to do the best with whatever it is we're given or where we're put mm-hmm. um, and thriving that, mm-hmm. you know, you walked into that choir, that choir you didn't really necessarily want to be in, but mm-hmm. you took the opportunity to, to thrive in it and to mm-hmm. do your best in, in Utah mm-hmm. State. I just think that's such an important phrase to teach our kids to just truly mm-hmm. live. Right. And, and I think one of the most important skills that we can also uh, teach our children is the ability to look at other perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's how you come back from failure too. Like what you were saying, we were state wasn't your first choice, but it was other people's. Mm-hmm. And why was that? And, and it gives you the ability to look at that through different eyes. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, Stephanie with the play and the and the the track meet, she was able to look at a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with your choir. Uh, there were people there that had achieved that goal and were excited and happy to be there and able to turn around and say, you know what, there's a different way to look at this mm-hmm. than than the way I'm looking at it. Right. And it's kind of interesting because from that comes gratitude mm-hmm. for something that you never thought you were going to be grateful for. Exactly. I feel like a really important resolution to that story is that we did perform that night mm-hmm. and it was really really awesome there's something to be said about a bunch of girls singing together like I it was really awesome and not only that but being in that choir I pretty much had no fear like I right and so they had a solo in one of the songs that you had to learn that day audition that day and maybe you would get it maybe you wouldn't Mm -hmm. and I pretty much had no fear if I was in the higher choir probably wouldn't have auditioned for it but Mm -hmm. being in this choir I auditioned for it you know I didn't really care if I got it or not I got it and then (laughs) (laughs) that night singing in front of the higher choir and all my friends were in it all my friends were watching me sing in this choir and all of a sudden I didn't feel embarrassed anymore I I wasn't mad anymore um because I had worked so hard and I was so proud of it now I was so proud of like what we learned and what I did and all this stuff and I sang the solo and it went so great and afterwards all my friends came up to me and and were congratulating me and to my surprise, I mean, none of them came up to me and said, oh my gosh, you were in that choir. How embarrassing. You know, it was yeah, like, no, they, it's none, just none of them, like, you yeah. and your efforts and your talent. And- right. And, and yeah. I guess in my head, I was like, oh, everyone's going to, you know, everyone's going to see that I failed. Everyone's going to see that I didn't, I didn't make it as far. Mm-hmm. But no one said that to me. Everyone just congratulated me and yeah. it was very, very supportive. And yeah. it was a great, it's, it's a great story. And then afterwards, me and grandma and Puggy got Mediterranean food. It was awesome. That's why we yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't hear anything bad in the story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, and the songs that choir sang were so pretty oh, and good. your solo huh. was great. And changing that perspective, you were able to tap down into what really feeds your soul, and that is music. Mm-hmm. And, and the celebration of and Mediterranean food, right? The celebration yes. of music and, and Mediterranean food. Exactly. Was, and it was a fun night and a, and a wonderful experience. It is a universal truth. Life rarely turns out like we planned it. Failures, unexpected circumstances, and change are a part of life. We also know that disappointment has to run its course. And as mothers, we can help our children through those changes, understanding their emotions, teach them how to seek alternative plans, and recognize the success that comes from those efforts. But again, like I said, it is a process. It's not something that happens overnight. Sometimes sometimes it takes days, sometimes it takes weeks, sometimes it takes months for our children to kind of get through that process. Making this one of those things that we teach our children that takes patience and an eye on the long game. The results of our efforts will help our children develop resilience and thrive in a world of change. And I would just say and encourage you, as always, do your best, follow your intuition. Nobody knows your children better than you. And remember, you are doing better than you think. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast and others at webtalkradio.net or my website, onemomtoanother.com. Either place, you can find a link for my book, 
one mom to another where I discuss this topic and others. I need some harmony.